dear friends of ours, pastors Paul and Colleen Rosinski. And many of you might know, having grown up at Res Life, they have been a huge impact on so many. You can join us. They planted Resonate Church in Nuevo. We were calculating it 28 years ago. Is that right? And they have been on quite the journey. I just want to acknowledge, I've watched Colleen from afar at pretty much every women's ministry getaway because she joins us up at Maranatha, and she is a mother in the faith. She is a spearheader. She is so prophetic and just hears right from the heart of God, and she is so powerful. And I don't know if I, they are just one of the most transparent, real just incredibly honest, <laughs> down-to-earth couple, and we are so honored to have you both. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yay, we love you guys. Yes, we thank love you, you for guys having too. us. Yeah, what you see is what you get. <laughs> Amen. You know, it's kind of funny. Let's pray first, I guess, because I'll forget once I start talking. I know me, and so is the Lord. So, Father, we just thank you that tonight... You are the Father of all glory, and we pray that you would be glorified here, that you would be able to do things that only you can do. You're the only one that can fix us, heal us, and cause us to fulfill our call and destiny. And so we look to you. I pray for anyone that is sick in this room right now, and I pray for your healing mercies to be released. I pray, Lord, that your gifts of your spirit would, we just yield to that, anything you would want, anything you desire. We're here just to be vessels, and we love you. We honor you. You're just so good. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know, it's, I feel kind of dumb right now because we didn't win, and I found out the answer sheet was on my table. Oh. (laughs) We're a little competitive, are we? Yes. It was like, yeah, yeah. Tim goes, where's the answer sheet? It was right next to me. It was right there, and I still lost. But, you know, that's kind of how life is. Because God has given us the cheat sheet right in front of us. And so many times people go through life and they don't win when God lays it out right before us. That preaches. I know. Isn't that cool? That it was just good. like an instantaneous, cool. like spontaneous illustration. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen and I have been married for a long time. and uh, How long has it been? Yeah. <laughs> Longer than our children have been alive. Which is a good thing. And less than my parents. That's That's what I do know for sure. About 38 years. We're going on 39, 40. We're going on 40. Yes. We have been married 39 years. Okay. And we celebrated our anniversary on the wrong day for the first three years of our marriage. I think a few of our brain cells were burnt okay, out. Okay, yeah, okay. When we got married, okay, I was doing drugs pretty much every day and, 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 and got drunk every night. So, I mean, it was like, okay, not every brain cell was working at capacity. 
at that point. But at any rate, my mom comes up and goes, you weren't married on this day. You were married on that day. We had to get our marriage certificate out. She was right. She was right. Those so mother-in-law, we, uh, she was right. Yes, and it's Christmas in February. That's how I remember. It's February 25th. We were married in 1984. Almost divorced by June. Yep. But we got born again in June. 24, June 24, actually, yep. 1984 yep. by Pastor Duane. And you got to think about this because they're talking about giving and things like this. And, of course, I'm a pastor, and I love giving. And, I, you know, Colleen and I are, are generous people. But it's because of people before us that gave that the church was available and the ministry was going on, and we got saved. And when we got saved, we got trained under Pastor Dwayne. We went to Kenneth Hagin School, went to Oral Roberts for a little while, and, and different things like this. We came home. We started the, you know, we ran the Bible school that Rick Renner uh, went to Russia to. We've seen all those things happen. We've got the largest churches in the former Soviet Union from our students. Over 500 churches have started there. Colleen and I personally led over 6,000 people to the Lord. You know, all those things. But who's counting? Yeah, but who's counting? <laughs> and, uh, and you just think about that because if you would have looked at our life and just who we were, we weren't worth investing into. Oh, yeah. Only God would have seen that. And he saw ahead of time. And for me personally, I just think God brought Pastor Duane and Jeannie back from Mexico just for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, and you just think about that. And when you give, it goes beyond anything that you could imagine. Because there's people that gave way back then that are gone to heaven now, all this other kind of stuff. And they never realized all the things that would happen just even from one couple. And there's a destiny that God has for each one of you in your marriage and in your personal lives that have to, has to be realized because it's God-ordained. You know, the reason that God created marriage one, we know from scripture, is it's a depiction of Christ in the church. The closeness, all that kind of stuff, the communication and, you know, the, you know those types of things. And it's a tool that God uses to preach the gospel. Right. You know, our lives are like a stone being thrown into a pond and you see the ripple you know our our lives are like a ripple we touch people's lives and you and you can't really see on this side of heaven who all we touch and how many generations have been touched you know it's a ripple effect and i mean your words your actions all of that affects people you may not think it does but yes it does even your thought life affects people it has well, gosh, that's actually a study that I just read. And we just talked about, we looked at, and I did some research mm-hmm. on that. We'll bring that into here. Okay, sounds good. How's that sound? Should I start by reading that one scripture? Sure. Okay. So now to our notes. Here we go. Not that they mean much. Okay, go ahead. They mean a lot. <laughs> okay, Mark 10, 8, 9. And it says, and the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. You need to think about that. God said, you know, when he created marriage, he created man and woman. He brought them together. And he says, one flesh, what God has joined together, let man not separate. 
And God ordained marriage, and, he, and, and he's involved in it, and he knits your heart together, and he puts you together, and he, he, you know, that's why divorce hurts so much, you know what I mean? It's a separation, and that's why death hurts, you know what I mean? Because you got relationships, and one person goes on to be with the Lord, hopefully, and, you know, there's a separation, there's a tearing in your heart, and, you know, there's all that kind of stuff. God knits us together. And in our world, in our society today, people, uh, you know, uh, well, we live together. It's okay. You know, we got this thing worked out or just whatever. And it's not the same. It's not. It is absolutely not the same. I don't know how many people I've seen that have lived together and things like that. But once they got married, things changed. Sometimes marriage brings in some things that stir things up in our lives so that we can deal with them. Mm -hmm. By God's design. Why? Because when you're living by yourself and you're on your own, you are self-centered. You got life is just all about you, right? Absolutely. And then God brings you somebody, amen, and then you become one with them. And all of a sudden, wow, I didn't know I was so selfish, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Then he does an evil thing and makes sex really good and you have children. <laughs> then you really find out how selfish you really are you know what I'm saying and it's like oh my gosh these little suckers take everything out of me you know what I'm saying and then they get grandchildren and the same thing happens over again and it's amazing you think I'm going to save some money no it doesn't happen you know my granddaughter my youngest praise God we killed a buck together this year and now she wants to get into hunting. That's a good thing. Yeah, it's a great thing, but it's not going to help my checkbook at all. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I'm planning out her next gun and, you know, this. I'm going to get her shooting bows. And, you know what I mean? It's got me all psyched up and hyped up for my granddaughter hunting. Amen. Amen. And I'm really excited about that. You think about... God making us one, he literally does bring us together. And what I really want to talk about today is this, that once we're married, we can only move at the speed of our spouse. Mm -hmm. We can only move at the speed of our spouse because when we don't, we start separating. We start pulling apart. We start, we start dividing and that doesn't mean that one person isn't gifted in their area of work or whatever, and they do this, and boom, their spouse is not into, you know, that kind of a thing or whatever. My wife knows nothing about motorcycles other than she sits behind me and goes places. You know what I'm saying? I know what's comfortable and what's not. Yes, and, you know, <laughs> and, and so we'll hit a destination or whatever. And, you know, and sometimes one spouse is called to preach or something like this, but they're both called together right. to do ministry. But one might, you know, excel in education and do all this other kind of stuff. But one of the things that we always do anytime we're coaching young couples that feel like they're called into marriage, we encourage them both to go to school. Because we have seen one spouse grow and grow spiritually and things like this, and the other one left behind. And I've seen people literally get divorced that way. And when you have a foundation that you're studying the word together and you're growing, especially in the beginning of the, you know, your beginning of your marriage and stuff, then you're both growing and you can grow continually together. Even though, you know, I, I went to Oral Roberts County and didn't, you know what I mean? And that, that's okay because my wife studies every day. She developed that habit. We, you know, we went to Rama Bible Training Center together. We've done other things together. We've done other schooling together, stuff like that. And, and so when I say moving at the speed of your spouse, we'll go into several things 
that will talk about moving at the speed of my spouse and so that we grow together rather than grow apart. Right. You know, I'm more in love now and actually more attracted to my wife now than I've ever been going on 40 years later. You know, I mean, this sexy thing, I know she's attracted to me. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't even have to ask, right? You know what I mean? It's all there. And, uh, you know, <laughs> but, but relationship grows and it gets more intimate. It gets more deep. But, you know, and a lot of times people think as pastors, you know, of course, you know, we've always had a great marriage and things like this. And, you know, we had to work on it. Yes. Like I said, we're almost divorced, you know, a few months after we were married. And then we got born again. We had to learn. And the first message I heard Pastor Dwayne preach, Kelly and I together, was God hates divorce. It's this, God hates divorce. And uh, divorce is never an option in your home. And then he stood us all up and remarried us just in case, you know, whatever. <laughs> and all this other kind of stuff. And we were so mad. <laughs> we were not happy campers, man. And, uh, but then we just, we learned, we read books, Pastor Dillian recommended books, we went through some counseling, learned how to communicate, did all those things, and no matter what goes on, all the things we've been through in life, through sickness and health and poverty and riches and all this other kind of stuff, they all just become things that helped us grow closer together to be able to fulfill God's call and become content in all things. Paul said, I've learned to abase and I've learned how to abound. And I, I really know what he means by that. Because in this life, I'm taking none of this with me. This will always be with me. She's eternal. This relationship's eternal. My kids are eternal. My friends are eternal. My fan, you know, the people we minister is eternal. And all the tools I have in my life have to be furthering that. And when we move at the speed of our spouse, we do things in unity. And every time we have done things in unity, it has always been a blessing. Mm -hmm. Every time that we violated that unity and that peace, it's turned out to be something not so good. Amen. So some of the things that cause separation in marriage and make things difficult, you know, things are difficult. You got to understand, you married somebody completely, you know, a, a, a different sex than you. You married somebody with different personality than you, different love language than you, different personality than you. Different ways of thinking. Boom. That can be tough. Yeah. This is, my, this is my thing. The only thing natural about marriage is the attraction. Everything else is learned. Yeah, that's true. Amen. You know, and, and that's about it. You know what I mean? And so, well, but it's also the things that are difficult are also the things that make marriage great. Going if you them. will go through them. Right, together. Together. Yeah. Man, if I told you all the things that Kelly and I have been through, it'd be like you would just be like amazed that we made it. Mm -hmm. And we'll share some of those stories in just a minute. But I want to do an illustration if I can. Maybe to just kind of talk about this whole thing being, you know, uh, moving at the speed of your spouse. And, uh, and so I, I picked the volunteers. I picked them. They didn't have a choice. Tim and Lisa they had no choice in this thing <laughs> at all. That's the problem of knowing me for so many years right there is uh, you had no choice. Why don't you guys come on up here? 
And so, Tim and Lisa, if I have you on this side of the room over here, and uh, you two just hold hands as the lovebirds that you are, Right, and, and I ask you to just walk to the other side of this room and just come on over here. This is not difficult at all, is it? Amen. In fact, you're enjoying it, and it's a wonderful thing, right? Okay, now you can turn around. Come on back this way. That's how a lot of people think their marriage is going to be. They're young and in love. We're not like my parents. We're not like anybody else. When we get married, it is going to be so smooth sailing. It is going to be perfect. We have the perfect relationship. Amen? Oh, my Has gosh. Has anybody thought that before? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Let's see what we have in here. Some, oh. Okay. Can either one of you tie a knot? Let's do a three-legged race. So, Tim, if you could tie your ankles together somehow, if you can do that, or if somebody wants to tie them together for me, <laughs> that's a really long rope. Here, you want me to cut it? You got it? Huh? Sure. Tie these guys up. I now pronounce you man and wife. You are one. You may kiss your bride. Amen. Yes. All right. All right. Oh, is he tying a good knot? Okay, no pain, just, just. Okay, hey, quite literally, we just tied the knot here. I love this, right? So as one, you know, I could have you guys walk this way just a little bit, okay? You know, and you just got a little more coordination there, doesn't it? Right? Okay, stop. Okay, now before I have you go too far, can you back up? As one, okay, don't fall, please don't fall. I'm gonna feel so bad if you guys get hurt. All right. I'm going to, I'll just leave. Okay. <laughs> yeah. still exercise. okay, good, good, good. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, it takes a little more when you're one, you know, to do what you would have done on your own or just, it takes a little more planning. It takes a little more coordination. It takes a little bit more effort, you know what I mean? And thought and things like this. And, but, you know, life isn't just that simple though, is it? Oh my gosh. No, I need these. Can you grab those right there? When you get married, you're carrying more than just yourself. That's true. Okay. So hold on a second. Tim, you're carrying her heart okay. and her emotions. Oh, okay. Basically, simply, you're carrying his ego. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You can build him up or tear him down real easy, you know. I mean, and you think about it. And women, if you just think about that, I'm carrying his ego. It's like a cheat sheet to just really how to have a husband, okay? You know what I'm saying? It pretty much is, okay? Just think about that. If I make him feel good, he's going to do everything I need him to do. And it's going to be a wonderful thing. Yes, okay. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, great. Yeah. And so, you know, now navigating... But Lisa, I'm not going to let you hold on to him. So hold this with your other hand. Okay. One more thing, Tim. Okay, Colleen, you're going to have to hold this. Oh, Tim? Tim, Tim. Oh, there we go. Good. Come on over. Now, before you put that on him, be ready. Get behind him. Go get ready. We're going to put this on Tim. Tim, 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 put on Tim. Tim, okay, stop. Not yet, not yet. Here we go. This is the deal. When you get married, not only do you have the responsibility of carrying her heart and emotions in his ego, right? 
most of the time men are blind to what relationships are really like and our wives really need to start guiding us and helping us in relationship and family and things like that. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a steadfast thing, right? There's some guys that are more relational than their wives or whatever, but typically women kind of hold things together in the family and the, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, and, and those types of things. And so they have to guide us through life a little bit. But it would be nice if life was just a straight line as well, but it's not. Okay. Okay. Life has obstacles in it. So maybe just a little little weaving here. Okay, that's good. Just stop right there. That would be One good. More. One more. Okay. So. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, now. It's not much, but there's 20 bucks here. All right. Do this. Okay, it's right there. Okay. You should have prayed I brought more money with me today, Tim. That was because this is an impromptu. This is really an impromptu illustration that I thought of on the way here, pretty much. So, you know, a little bit before that, but not much. Okay, so go ahead and blindfold them. Now, if you make it to the end, the prize, amen, that is really the calling, the destiny that God has in your life, your kids, their future, all those types of things. And so, Lisa, now you got to help Tim, okay, because in this relationship thing, it's going to take a lot of coordination and a lot of communication with each other. So I'll help you out. You're going to have to determine what leg you guys are going to start with and everything and see if you can just navigate and just kind of follow me through these cones. So you got to talk to them and... Okay, go. I'll pray and <laughs> <laughs> This is hilarious. <laughs> okay, great, great. Awesome. Hey, they're not doing too bad here. Yes. I'm you, you practice this? No, let's go this way. It's a little more difficult, isn't it? Whoa, you guys are awesome. Going this way, this way, this way. All right. Good deal. Awesome. Okay, stop right there. Okay, good deal. Now in life, you've helped guide him in all these relationships and things. And Tim, why don't you take that off? All right. And now we're going to blindfold you, Lisa. Okay. Well, I'm glad you have hair. Hey, you know. Okay. So now. We're going to see how well you guys can navigate here. Just around that little obstacle. I changed things up on you, Lisa. So now God called you, Tim, to go you know, do something, you and your family and things like this, and he wants you to be the head of the home, and he wants you to lead and do some things. And so now, Lisa, it's your turn to follow him. You taught him how to have a family. You taught him how to have some relationships and stuff, and you guys are growing in God, and he's called you to do something. And so now you need to navigate, and I want you to go that way. No, you can't. Uh, I am God now, and I'm in the way. All right. <laughs> there. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> this is really good. I should bring this closer. All right, good. Smell the 20. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now. Now you have to bring your left hand up a little higher. Now two. To, nope. Down a little bit. To the right. Down a little. Right there to the 20. Grab all right. All right. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Yay. You. Good job. Good. There you go. Awesome. No, you can have it. Thank you, guys. Now, I just really want you to think about that, you know, navigating through life together, doing this. I am tied to my spouse, and the way that I treat my spouse, I am literally treating myself because I'm one. So if I nourish her and I build her up and I just help her through hard times and I help her to grow into her calling and gifting of God and stuff like this, I'm helping myself. But there's so many times that things happen, and I'm just going to go through a few things that I've seen in my time in ministry, uh, things that really hurt people's marriages. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I think the first one we're going to... Um, talk about is living a life of margin and margin with time you know plan ahead plan things ahead give yourself room you know when you're hurrying and you're so you know you're in such a hurry and traffic is you know this morning we're heading to you know to somewhere where you have an appointment we're heading there and where we live there's tractors, like lots of them. <laughs> and we're running a little bit late, which I usually don't do. And now, literally, from here to that back wall are tractors and trucks that are going 25 miles an hour, which is really good for my personality. Which we, we didn't plan for. Which we slept in a little bit longer than usual. And I worked out a little longer than usual. usual. And so we were running a little bit late. Now, there's two things that could happen. My old self somehow would have made it past all those tractors. <laughs> and my old self would have been not so nice. And I remember one time Colleen goes, would you please stop? You are scaring me. And my heart broke. And I said, I'm always going to have margin. And if I'm going to be late, I'll call. I'll do something. If I miss a flight, I'll get another one, whatever. It, I just refuse to be in a hurry anymore because of the anxiety and all the stuff that it causes in my relationship. Margin on time. You know, if your wife needs more time to get ready and stuff, this is the only time you can lie. Christmas, birthdays, and if she, tell her you're going a half an hour earlier than you're supposed to, and then she'll be on time. <laughs> no, you don't have to do that. Anyway, but it's just like, you know, 
it's literally the discipline of getting up earlier. If you run late, get up earlier. Just do it. Wake up. It's called discipline. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit. It's part of whatever. And you're going to reward yourself with margin so that you're not stressed out. And what is one of the number one causes of disease? Stress. Mm -hmm. It really is. It is stress. I like a nice casual morning. Wake up. Relax, take it slow. I am not hurry, hurry, hurry. But I am in the morning, quick to get up. And it's like, good morning, world. Here I am. But I still like a nice mellow pace, you know. She used to wake up singing. <laughs> he didn't like it, so I had to stop singing in the morning. Which is one of the other things I wanted to talk about was communication. And. In marriage, in communication, and being one, you know, I could yell at her, stop singing in the morning. You know, I mean, I was not a morning person. I really am now, which is kind of interesting. But, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that maybe. But it was like, you know, I had to sit her down and I go, Colleen, I just want to talk to you about something. And she goes, sure, what is it? And um, I go, when you sing in the morning, it really is not a blessing to me. <laughs> I'm not awake enough to appreciate all this joyous sound filling the room. I am so not awake yet. And then I just needed to accept it and then roll with it. It's okay, then I'll sing in the afternoon. There we go. Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, and, and, and life has changed quite a bit. I could care less okay. if she sings now, but, you know. But it was like at that point, it just really irritated me every morning. And I had strife. I had anxiety. I had anger first thing in the morning, every single morning. And so it was like, honey, I love you and all this other kind of stuff. And I don't want to stop you from singing, but it, 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 just leave the bedroom. Go in the living room. Go in the kitchen. Go somewhere else to sing in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And, and every morning... It's a beautiful morning. This is a great day. And then she'd start worshiping. I'm going like, one day I was like, how do you know it's a good day? How do you know it's beautiful? It's dark out. Scrooge. Yeah, I mean, it was terrible. That's just a small thing about communication. And then there's big things that we've had to talk about where it's like, you're doing this and it is driving me away. But we've learned to have those conversations and say, honey, I want to talk to you. I love you. I'm committed, committed to you. But there's something that you're doing that is really pushing me away from you. And we need to communicate about it because we're one. And I don't want, it says, let man not separate. And right now you're separating me from you. And so we have to obey the scripture. We're one. And when you did this or you do this, I feel disrespected. I feel dishonored. And so can we talk about that? Mm -hmm. Boom. And I think that one of the things that we have to do as spouses is make sure we're communicating about things when they first start and when they're little. Then they don't grow into these big things. And that's one of the things that I literally Pastor Dwayne and Jeannie taught us a long time ago is that we have to communicate with each other. And it created a great marriage. Some of you have been holding on to some things so long, you're scared to even have the conversation. Mm. 
because yep. you've ignored it so long. You're, it, it's become this thing that you're afraid to have the conversation about. Maybe in times past when you brought it up, you got into a fight over it. I want you to go through the fight to win, but the win is we're staying married and we're going to grow closer together. There's things in people's past that we've helped people through and, you know, things, you know, even unfaithfulness and just different things like this. And a lot of people think, I'm, I'm divorcing them and blah, blah, blah. I go, stop. Did they have an affair because you were such a good spouse they couldn't handle it and they had to go find somebody less good as you? Did you drive them away because you were the most excellent spouse ever? Well... How about, is there some part of this that you might have to own that your spouse went mm -hmm. and had an affair? And can we talk about that? Can we bring that to the table? Now, there's no excuse for that. It should never happen, but you never communicated. You never talked. You never dealt with these things. And what happened is there's a wedge got in there, and, and we kept ignoring it, and we kept it ignoring it and not addressing it and not addressing it. Priest, and I'm looking at somebody else, and I'm communicating and stuff like this, and it just leads into this place where now we're far apart. Mm -hmm. Now it's easy to kind of have an affair because we're supposed to be one, and what we did is we allowed Satan to put separation in between us. And you need point. to be really quick, too. I mean, you can read your spouse. Their body language communicates. Uh, there's been times where we'll be talking, and all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden I read his body language that he's stoic. And I'll say, okay, Paul, what did you hear me say? And he would say, well, you dishonored me when you said this or this. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, that's not my heart. That's not what I meant. You know, and it was also the same with me. He can read me when I get quiet. Colleen, what did you hear me say? I mean, that's a good question. What did you hear me say? Yeah, because we have found in our own communication and things like this, most of the time it's a misinterpretation of what was meant to be said. Yep. Amen. So what if you are immature and you blow up? I used to be that guy. I destroyed a car once because I was mad. She was married to me, and I was mad over something stupid. And I broke the dash, the windshield, pulled the mirror off the middle of the, the, the windshield, and I was about to break more of my car, and I was like, I am such an idiot. I am destroying my own car <laughs> that I'm now gonna have to pay to fix because I'm mad. And, you know, and it was one of the last, you know, and I was very young in the Lord, and you got to understand, I was extremely violent and just terrible. And I just remember just going, Lord, this is way, way, way out of control, and I'm scaring my wife. Communication about all things, and you know, she was she was like, "You're scaring me," and I was like, "Then I felt, you know, I felt bad about that, and it was, you know, I had to work through those things and whatever." And it took me three years of our marriage before my temper was completely under control. And I dove into the Word of God, and I dove into prayer, and I dove into the fruit of the Spirit, and meditated on it until that it was who I became. You renewed your mind. Yeah, renewed my mind. It just grew into some things. But the key of communication, oh gosh, we got three minutes. Okay, ready? Yes. Financial margin. 
I do, yeah, financial margin. This is another, you know, you need, to, you need to live below your means. You need to have savings. You need to invest. You need to do that, and you need to do it together. I have a risk tolerance level up there. Hers, <coughs> down here, okay? So, <coughs> so I had to go the Dave Ramsey route to be able to like, okay, we are gonna get out of debt, we're gonna do this, and we're gonna save, and we're gonna do that kind of stuff. And then I save up money that I can invest in anything I want. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 it's, and it's where we came. And praise God we did because, you know, it's, it's fun when you make 100 grand. It's a really bad day when you lose 120 grand. Then it's high again when you, you know what I mean, and stuff like this, but it's no way to create security for your wife. So then we found things that we like to do together. Mm-hmm. Saved up our money, start flipping houses. We like that. It's kind of fun. We like interior decorating. We like this. We like this. We like to hire different trades. Boom, boom, boom. And it's something we can do together, and it turned out to be something that we both enjoyed doing together. The slow boat to save up enough money to do that was like eternal to me. But guess what? We live a life of margin. We have tons of margin. There's no surprises that can come to us that bankrupt us anymore. Praise God. Praise God. (laughs) You know, and things like that. Why? Because we just took the road of investing and saving and doing those things on a long-term basis. Amen. We don't do anything that we don't have agreement upon. That's the key. I'll say, honey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? I don't even have to ask her. Is it going into the 401k? Is it going into the, <laughs> is it going into the savings? Great. Awesome. All right. I am happy. Amen. You know, Whatever. And, um, but you know, when we're going to invest in a house or we're going to do something like that, we pray about it. We peace. If we don't have peace, we're one. If one of us doesn't have peace, we go no. And we have found that that has been such a saving thing for us. The other thing is this forgive quickly. Yes. Something that I like to say is this if we're going to be Christ like, his mercies are new every morning, so should mine. It's amazing how good life is when you do not have unforgiveness or bitterness or anger in your life. Amen. And when you can forgive quickly, you live a life of peace and your marriage is good. Mm -hmm. So deal with those things that irritate you right away. Do them when they're little. Do them. It can be a hard conversation, but do them when they're little. Because then they'll never grow into those things that put a wedge between you. Forgive quick, wake up with new mercies and love each other and put the, don't stockpile things. Talk about them, forgive, go forward, change, grow. Have margin in your time and your finances. And there's more, but not time-wise. There is not. And so here's the deal. You're one. What does that look like for you and your spouse? because you're on a journey together designed by God to glorify his name in this earth. 
I think you guys need to hold your couples. You couples hold each other's hands, okay? Quickly. <laughs> You're together. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Even after the illustration. <laughs> if there's something you need to ask your spouse to forgive you for, now's a good time to do it. Maybe not in this Maybe room. not exactly. Maybe All right, not. my wife is going to okay. do a Pastor Dwayne on you right now. All right, open up him right now. You just confess your sin before everybody. Amen. But here's the deal. The one that you're holding the hand to, you decided at one point we are going to get married because I love you and I'm attracted to you and I think, and you got married. And if you need to talk about something, if you need to forgive each other, do it and put it behind you. Yep. You can do nothing about your past. You can't go back. You can't undo it. But you can change your future. Amen. And you can make it great. You can make it great. So never hold anything against your spouse. God gave you somebody awesome. Somebody really awesome. And you need to start, okay, You have to go through the hard times to make it the longevity because on this end, it's good. You know, it gets better and better every year. But you have to go through those hard times. Make it through those hard times. Push through those hard times because there's great times in your future. Amen. I did not love her. I didn't have feelings for her. She didn't have for me. We had put too much damage in each other. And I had to go, Lord, I love my wife, and I cannot wait to see her today. And I would say that every day when I was at work. Lord, I love my wife, and I cannot wait to see her. Lord, you gave me a good thing. You finds a wife finds a good thing, and I cannot wait to get home to see my wife. And it was about a year after doing confessions and all these scriptures and things like this, the guys at work said, hey, we're going to go out to eat after work. You want to come? You know, we're going to just hang out you know, a little bit. And I went. No, I want to go home and see my wife. And love dropped in my heart for her and has never gone away. So I don't care what you've done. I don't care what's happened. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Create a great marriage Amen. from this day forward.